What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Bringing the Geekdoms. On today's episode, uh, Colton actually got a chance to sit down with somebody that I actually absolutely admire. Uh, all the hard work that he and his co-hosts have put into building a podcast network and a show and so much more uh, is inspiring to those who want to be content creators, who want to be podcasters, who want to be TikTokers, whatever it is, because of the drive and the ability to just juggle all the craziness that comes in life. Uh, but Colton got a chance to sit down with Kendrick Regan of Spoiler Country. Now, Spoiler Country may sound familiar to you because just about a month ago, I sat down and talked with John Horsley of Spoiler Country. Kendrick is the co-host alongside John Horsley from Spoiler Country. And together they built Spoiler Country and then eventually the Spoilerverse, along with so many other people. But this interview that Colton does with Kenrick is absolutely amazing. I laughed my ass off so many times while I was editing the episode. So I hope you all enjoy it because it was a blast to listen to. So please sit back, relax, and here's Colton and Kenrick. spoilercountry.com you got spoiler country over there with kenrick i can't point in the right direction uh, yeah yeah it's the whole spoiler verse over there polygon warriors more bridging the geekdoms misery point radio all kinds of fun stuff over there and if you like entertainment that's why you need to go everybody loves entertainment so anyway back to why this man's here with me today this is kenrick who is part of the mothership that i call uh spoiler country who is I guess technically the birth mother of Spoilerverse. So everybody yeah. say hi to Kendrick. Hi. Hi. I have the pleasure of sitting here with you. Bob did John, so I guess it's our time to do some love making. Yes. <laughs> so I've we're doing love making. It's gonna smell like barbecue. <laughs> nice. I love one. I love barbecue smells. Makes a real man a man. <laughs> I, I've known you since I think 20, 2018, I think now. 20, no, 2018, somewhere around there. Yeah, that's when. Well, I think I, though, Bob joined first in August, I think, and I joined in October. Yeah. Formally. I mean, I was just like, hey, that's cool. Yeah. But you um, guys are taking a hiatus from doing everything. Yeah. And yeah. Then, life was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so so you're going to have your own spotlight episode like John did. So, well, what got you into geek stuff? We'll start off there. Oh, man, what got me into geek stuff? Yeah, well, or or you, or you can start at your conception. It's up to you. <laughs> well, I was born in D&D. No, I, uh, I don't know, man. Just my brother got me into comic books back in the early 80s. So I was born in 74. I think I read my first comic book when I was six seven so like 1980 1981 and my brother had a <laughs> collection yeah a little bit you older are, than you. you are 22 years older than me fuck you man <laughs> <laughs> it's no. funny they're 
There's a 10 year difference between me and Bob. So it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all good. I mean, I'm 47. I like to think that I don't quite look 47. I don't act 47. My dad was a much different person than me when he was 47. You know what I mean? Yeah. Old school, you know, was the submariner for 20 years. So he was just a very, he could be stern, but he, could, but he was like a geek too. Cause he loved science. Mm-hmm. You know, so you watch a lot of Star Trek when we were growing up. Yeah. I don't like, <laughs> I actually don't like Star Trek because I had to watch it so much. I know? never got into it. I just, yeah, it's, I like some of the stuff. Like I love the, the reboot that they did, the movies, the, the, mm-hmm. those were fun. And there's some things that I like, but as a whole, I'm not a real big Star Trek guy. I grew up on Star Wars. Yeah, well, yeah, my, but my dad liked Star Wars. He was a rocket scientist, like for real. So when people say, what are you, a rocket scientist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so he was always into technology, and I think that kind of rubbed off because he was always, mm-hmm. like, we always had computers in the house. In the 70s, we had computers, and we always had, like, the newest stuff when it came to anything geeky and gadgetry. We mm-hmm. usually had it. And so my brother was a big geek, big nerd, and it just kind of rubbed off. And so... The differences is like me and my dad both played sports and loved sports. And my brother wasn't, he is more of a sports fan now, which is kind of funny. He like plays golf and he loves football and baseball. And dude, I took this man to a Sonic basketball game and he thought halftime was the end of the game because he thought <laughs> halftime was in between the first and second quarter. Mm. He's like, oh, I thought this was the whole game. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> but so that's how much of a geek he was. But he got me into comic books, and, and I started reading them. I'd sneak into his room and read a bunch of, of his books. And then he walked me down to my the comic book store, and because he's like five, six years older than me. So he walked me down to the comic book store, and it just kind of stuck with me. And then Star Wars, and I'm a kid of the 80s, so I kind of feel like I won the lottery when it comes to my childhood, when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Man, Transformers, G.I. Joe, all these things that people love now, where it's all brand new. When I was growing up and geared towards me. So like Goonies, Back to the Future, all these geeky shows, man. And so it just mm-hmm. kind of stuck. Yeah, you got lucky on the wave. I got the uh, the late 90s reboot of everything. Right. Like I had episode one was my first VHS I ever owned. I saw episode one, two, and three in theaters in my <laughs> when I was like 10. So that was one fun. Yeah, I, was, I saw it in, in theaters at the age of well, three. One, what is that? Uh, the Phantom Menace. Oh, the, oh, oh, see, yeah, see, I love the original Star Wars. I was at the tail end working at a video store, starting to work at Microsoft when Phantom Menace came out. My buddy ran the theater and he had the night before showing for the employees only, mm-hmm. right? So I got to be a part of that. So that was kind of cool. But I, I love Star Wars because I saw Empire in the theater when it first came out and I saw Return when it came out and I loved those. But by the time I was 25, I think I went into that movie knowing that it wasn't made for me. It was made for the 10 year old. Yeah. Also Jar Jar is in it. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jar Jar, Darth Jar Jar. Still my favorite theory that Darth should have happened. That would make episode like seven, eight, nine make so much more sense if Jar Jar was just the main villain. Instead, <laughs> he's like a depressed alcoholic who like commits suicide in one of the novels. Not even joking. <laughs> like not even joking. I didn't even, I didn't, that's a theory. No, it's confirmed. Like it's, I forget what novel it's in, but he's like a like an, a homeless alcoholic. Wow, it's, it's harsh yeah. fall from grace. They just like totally just screwed him over. Yeah, I mean, 
the fans screwed him over in 2000. So so bad, dude. Why why even do that? Yeah, well, I mean, that's just everything nowadays. Everybody hates everything, and we all got to bully each other. Right. Bully, bully. So you said your brother got you into comics. Do you ever, do you still remember your first comic that you read? Yeah, it was the Magic Miniseries, number one. What's that about? I'm, I'm so, I, so Magic, <laughs> it's M A G M A G I K. She's uh, part of the New Mutants. See the New Mutants, t- the movie? I tried. I couldn't get into it. But the movie and you, yeah, you kind of, the blonde girl that is the sorcerer chick. Oh, like oh, well, what's her face? Anna Taylor, Anna Joy. whatever. Anna Joy Taylor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her name. Yeah. Anyways, she plays magic, so that's the character she was playing, and she is Colossus's younger sister. Oh, that's so dope. I, it, I was eight, and she was eight when the comic book starts, and then so she gets to be like this little kid that gets transformed and grows and then has all these po- ends up having all these powers and it kind of spoke to me in that way. And so I, I really loved it. And so I, yeah, that's what got me into it. And then I turned into a giant Spider-Man dork. Nice. Have you read the Sinister Wars run yet? I think it's only no. on issue three. It's really dope. I, I didn't watch read any of the 20, I think it's 2017 or 2018 Spider-Man run that's still going. Yeah. But apparently at some point in time, he makes a deal with the devil. And the Sinister Six and literally, like, seven different versions of the Sinister Clans are h- actively hunting Peter Parker. No, I have to check it out. See, I, I love the Marvel stuff. I love the DC stuff. But it's they have so many titles and so many storylines that I just don't keep up on any of it anymore. Now I do more independent and, like, small print runs of stuff. IDW, that kind of stuff. The only ones um, I've been reading is Savage Avengers and hmm. the Conan series. I, I've been reading the High Republic. Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. I've, what is it, issue 9 or 10 it's on? It just finished up like its first arc. Yeah. Which is cool, but I, I mean, I want more. And How, I've been reading War of the Bounty Hunters because apparently like Dr. Aphra and Darth Vader fight in it or something. I don't know. Is it, Are you a Marvel guy more or a DC guy? Uh, it doesn't really matter. I, I will read whatever you put in front of me. I'm not picky. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of, uh, of like the comics gate stuff? Uh, eh. do, do you agree with anything or do you just like, meh, I don't really, cause like, I can tell you that this is my viewpoint on it. I, I, why the fuck do you care that much about a comic book? It's like at the end of the day, who cares what they do? If they gender bend or if they make, it's like, yeah the book and the only thing that's been constant in comics is change they have constantly rebirthed and redone people's thing my only problem is it's like look if you're going to make spider-man uh anything else and call him spider-man he still needs to be peter parker yeah you can't have somebody else be spider-man you know what i mean it has yeah. to be no matter who it is you can make him a transvestite or whatever i don't really care Just, you make him a transformer a transformer tolerance <laughs> Uh, so, so speaking of spider-man how do you feel about the the far for, no yeah far from home trailer yeah what, what's your cool. what's your theory uh i don't really have a theory dude i when i first watched it i'll be honest i i wasn't excited for it i was like eh. and then 
I watched it again and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then it was like the third or fourth time that I'm watching, I was like, oh, I really can't wait to watch this movie. <laughs> and I missed, like John and I talked about it uh, and I missed so many things in it. Like I, I totally missed the lizard silhouette. I missed, unless it was like right in front of my face, I missed mm -hmm. all. Bob personally pulled this clip. Hello, Peter. Because every time I hear it, Joe Swanson from Family Guy plays in my head. It's like, Peter. <laughs> and every time, like, if you watch us do the, the trailer reaction, I literally am dying post that point we, we talk about it. Because I'm literally like, Peter. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> do, do you have any off-the-wall theories about it? I don't think I do. I think they gave us almost everything in that trailer. So there's a little bit of me... And I do see a lot of people claiming that that's not Stephen Strange. Like, Doctor Strange wouldn't make that decision to do those things, right? Yeah. And it, he's pretty arrogant. So I don't think they'd take some weird twist and make it not be Stephen Strange. But other than that, I, I, I'm, I'm curious of what they're going to do with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And yeah. How they're going to get into it. And John had a great, he had a great one. I didn't think about it like he did. He, I think he went to sleep dreaming of that trailer and thinking about it. <laughs> and he woke up in a sweat in a 2 a.m. fevered dream. And he was like, they're going to introduce Miles Morales in this movie. And they're going to do dope. it by killing Tobey Maguire's character. I mean, I think Tobey Maguire's character is still going to die regardless. Yeah, I mean, he could be the Peter Parker from this, from Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, I I don't want to see Tobey Maguire's Spider Man die. <laughs> I don't either. I grew up watching him. Yeah. <laughs> like... I want to do... Have you ever read Craven's Last Hunt? No, sadly, oh, it's on dude. my watch because I have oh, this no. huge list of things that I'm That's planning on reading. That's the greatest Spider Man story ever written. I think it's better than I've I've read so many Spider Man stories, and I think that's the one, right? And they need to do that movie. And you have to do that movie with Tobey Maguire because yeah. it's an older Spider-Man. I mean, there's some sort of like multiversal thing that they'll reintroduce him into the Sony universe or Sony Spider-Man universe, whatever the hell it's called now. Yeah. The, how, how do you feel about the Sony-verse? Uh, how, how do you have a Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man? Yeah, I don't like the whole thing. What, were you a fan of uh, Venom? I to this day I've tried to watch it at least five times, and if I don't fall asleep, my girlfriend falls asleep. Really? You guys? And we fall. It's the same part every time. It's like right when like the the nurse is starting to like walk away walk away after she's been taken over by not Venom, and yeah. right there is where one of us falls asleep every time. That's funny. Every time, and it's it's like I've watched it first thing in the morning, midday, late at night. I fall asleep every time. I don't know why. <laughs> dude the loki show loki we were calling it the loki show over at spoiler country dude the first two episodes when mm -hmm. i was watching them i kept falling asleep i only ever watched the first episode it's not that i didn't mind the show i just didn't yeah. i just don't have time right yeah i mean it ended up being pretty good by the end rewatched it and i liked it better on the rewatch than i liked it the first time through which i thought was interesting which uh, Marvel show do you like the most so far? Well, right now, I'm really liking What If. Mm. 
but I have a little bit of a, a like my buddies is the super is the animation supervisor on that show, mm-hmm. so it's hard not to like it when you got a friend that's doing the bulk of the work. Yeah, uh, you have a, you have a partial bias there. Yeah, but I guess I don't know. I really liked. I really enjoyed WandaVision. It was so quirky and so different. I think that's what I liked about it. But I like I liked it post episode five. I think. <laughs> yeah. The post episode five. Which one's that? Uh, no, like after episode five, when like it quit just being a sitcom. Oh, yeah. When, when everything became, started like making sense and they started connecting yeah, the yeah, dots, like a straightforward story as opposed to this. Her yeah. Being, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, the yeah, the sitcom stuff is either you love it or you hate it. I think I don't think there's an in between with it. Yeah, but then once they like explain it, it made so much more sense, and I was like, ah, eh, okay, I'll buy it. Yeah, go I still back. don't like it, but I'll, uh, it makes sense at least, I guess. Right. right. I like. It. I don't know. That one, I, I think I just like the newness of it, the freshness of it. Mm-hmm. I did like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I thought that was good because it reminded me of Lethal Weapon, and I yeah. thought good in-depth stuff with the Winter Soldier. And I don't know. I like Anthony Mackie as Captain America. It follows the comic book, so it's it's not bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind him as Captain America. At least he's getting his own standalone film as Captain America now. Oh, he is. Yeah, he signed on for a fourth film, I think, or something like that. But yeah, he's he's has his own standalone Captain America film now. Wow, I didn't think they'd. T- I thought they'd do more, another television show. Mm. Well, I think it's getting a season. I would imagine it's getting a season too. It was it was hella popular. Yeah. Well, Loki got a second season, which I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm looking forward to actually watching that show. <laughs> I'm so far behind on everything. Are you? <laughs> Are you excited for for the new Spider Man? Yeah, Spider Man is. I've gone on record for saying my favorite Marvel character. I mean, in yeah. the MCU as, or just as a whole. As a whole, I mean, I, I grew up watching Tobey Maguire and Spider Man one and two, and then we don't talk about Spider Man three. Spider Man three, though, I think it's a bad rap. It's closest to the comic books. Yeah, it's know? comic accurate. I just think they tried to cram like fifteen villains all at once. What's what is it about Spider Man three that you don't like? Is it the size of uh, Topher Grace, basically. Honestly, yeah. That and and I, I feel like if you're gonna throw Venom, Sandman, the Green Goblin 2.0, like you, you gotta focus. You can't just try to speed run it all at once, like right. they did with Stephen King's The Dark Tower. How it's a seven part novel that they try to cram in one movie. Dude, <laughs> I didn't even watch that because of that. I was yeah. like, you can't do The Dark Tower. You can't even do that in two movies. And really, the studio should have said, this needs to be on a streaming service with the Mm. budget of the movie, you know? Yeah, and just give it a seven-part run. I mean, every novel, give give one movie. Where each novel is a season. Yeah, like that would have worked out perfectly. But no, we just tried to cram everything all in one and, you know, it turned out a turd. had that weirdness with... You just Elba and he's like, you know, the wrong. I was like, who gives a fuck? I don't care about any of that. Exactly. You just a bunch of shit into one two hour run and, and you just can't even do that. It doesn't even make sense. Yeah, they do that with the Dark Tower, but it still gets two parts. Oh, are they doing another one? No, like, well, they did the remakes not too, too long ago. You know, it chapter one and it chapter two. Yeah. Even though the one in the 90s, you know, he turns into a giant spider and they, like, throw rocks at him and he dies. The second one's actually closer to the novel. Yeah. Or the remake's closer to the novel because, like, they just shout insults and he shrivels up and dies. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Spoiler Did you watch uh, <laughs> The Stand? No, not yet. 
Did you see the original? Have you read that book? Yeah, I'm a huge Stephen King fan. So huge did you King watch King. the original one from the 90s, the t- the miniseries from the 90s? I think I made it halfway through. Yeah, I read the book. And so I, there's a ton of people that love that miniseries. And I don't think they've read the book. Or they watched the miniseries, then they watched the book. Or then they read the book, which made them like the miniseries for what it was. You yeah. know what I mean? But if you've read the book before, then you go and watch it. It's hard watch. It's like, oh, man, it's just not. It just doesn't hit it. That's what shocked me so much about the it uh, chapter one and two remakes, because I was like, damn, these are actually relatively close to the books. <laughs> a lot of the BS that didn't matter. Yeah, the whole like kid gangbang at the end of the first one. So, you know, if it comes back, they all like in the fucked movie or, or something. Yeah in, the, yeah, in the book. They're like, yeah, the weird read. You're like reading. Wait, what am I reading? <laughs> You're like, wait, wait, no, no. <laughs> No, no. I don't care what kind of coke binge you're on. No, this is not okay. What's your favorite Stephen King book? Probably uh, any one of the Dark Tower series. Oh, really? Yeah, I, a, I'm a huge a slut for s- stories that like write in circles. Right. Like if they end the same way like the first one began. I'm a, I'm a slut for that. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it's well, it's the Dark Tower. I don't know. It's more fantasy. It's more sci-fi fantasy than it is horror. Yeah. Well, that's because it like it, it does the the task of like combining his whole um, like all of his novels and that giant multiverse thing that he tried to do. Isn't that what they're trying to do on Hulu with that Stephen King? Sadly, <laughs> that show. Uh, Castle Rock's on there, and yeah. it's it's Castle okay. Rock. Is it gone now? Right? I think they're done. Yeah, it's only got like two or three seasons. Yeah, I don't think they're doing any more. I like the first season. The first season was cool. Yeah. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. With the uh, the girl from Misery, when it's kind of like her history. Yeah. But, I, I mean, but I wish they would just grow up and just finally do the multiverse. I mean, the MCU works. DC's kind of doing something. And, you know. Are you a, a <laughs> I kind of ask you, are you a DCEU fan? I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Are you as big a fan as 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 bad? Uh, <laughs> I uh, no, no, I wouldn't say I'm as big of a fan. Like I watch them. I I mean I I casually watch everything. I yeah. Very, very few things do I actually like in depthly go into. Like Star Wars, I pry apart. Huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. Uh, weird things like the Cthulhu verse that kind of exists but kind of doesn't exist. I thoroughly pick through. Yeah, stuff like that. But like the mainstream stuff, I'm like, ah, I watch them for face value. I don't expect a lot out of any of these movies. That's why, like, I enjoy Justice League, even the even the one that freaking what's his name totally killed. Yeah, Josh, I, you know, I I didn't mind it either. I mean, compared to the Zack Snyder one, it's not nearly as good. But you know, yeah, well, the one that they just released is a lot better. I just yeah. Bob gets way into more into him than I would ever get into because it's like, holy shit, dude, you are in deep. Yeah, I just, I mean, you could ask me how many times does Han Solo say nice in Star Wars? I could be like 72. I I could go like with that with Star Wars, but anything else, like nothing. Uh, Did Han shoot first? Canonically, yes. And I refuse to accept the digital remasters, even though they are canon. I refuse. Why, to. I don't understand why did they change that? Because George Lucas is a nerd. Yeah, but I mean, 
Well, I wonder what was his thought process on, did he do it because people were giving him shit because Han Solo shot first and killed that guy? That's murder. Or is it... <laughs> we'll like, ignore oh, the giant God. space genocide that happens like 10 minutes later in the film, but, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's kind of crazy when you when you think about it. I, I loved... I remember when Clerk came out and I was working at a video store. That movie was stolen so many times. But... <laughs> It was. It was that one and Kids. Did you ever watch that movie, Kids? Nah. Oh, that God. predates me. <laughs> oh, that movie's hard. It's about a kid that has AIDS going around and just fucking as many chicks as he can. Nice. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyways, that one, that was the other one that was stolen all the time. Kids and Clerks. Those are the two. Mm. And uh, Clerks, man, that scene where they talk about the Death Star and all the contractors working on it. Mm-hmm. They blew it up. I was like, holy shit, I've never had that thought. But it's totally true. How many innocent people? And I thought the same thing when 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 I watched Endgame and Captain Marvel came through and just totally blew up Thanos' ship. Yeah, like that he enslave and have on that ship just, you know, cooking dinners and, and washing toilets. Yeah. And they and just, they just like casualty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no one says anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the silent majority that that, that died there. <laughs> you know, it could have been half of the Asgardians, or no, what is it? It'd be a sixth of the Asgardians that he didn't kill in the beginning of uh, Infinity War. Right. Yeah, but she did. <laughs> yeah, she just finished it off. She's protecting the galaxy. I don't need any more Thors. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Natalie Portman's for. Uh, are you excited for Thor four? Four more Thors? I guess. I, I never really cared for the Thor movies. Really? Even the um, even the Ragnarok? The Ragnarok funny. was okay. It, it was probably the best out of the three. I never really cared for any of them. Yeah. What's your favorite Marvel movie? You have uh, one? I don't know. Probably. I, I don't know. I, I like them all. I mean, the first phase is kind of rough to watch, but as long as it's not Ant-Man, I don't personally care. <laughs> You don't fucking, like Ant- <laughs> fucking hate Ant Man, like and Scott. Like I mean, just Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is perfect for it because he's just a dickwad. Like, and then like yes, like let's just place Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp like before, like or right after the most the two biggest films that we're looking forward to. Yeah, and then like let's give like the post credit scene just a fucking ant drumming. No relevance to anything. It's just a fucking ant drumming. Like, I, uh. <laughs> oh my God. You know, the guy that directed that, he did like some other movies that were kind of off the wall that you wouldn't expect, like romantic comedies or something. You can tell because they're shitty yeah, movies too. Like, if you see which ones he's done, I can't remember the names of them now. But it makes total sense on the way the style of Ant Man, on the way mm. they're done. You're like, oh. Okay. Yeah, they're all shitty movies. <laughs> uh, I like the Ant Man. I loved Ant Man and the Wasp. I thought they were fun. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry for your loss. It's all right. It's my time, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it for the team. So, yeah. so we'll circle back here because I think we're supposed to be interviewing. Who whose brainchild was it for Spoilerverse or Spoiler Country? Sorry, this is how I re- remember saying it. I told Johnny, "This is what we're doing, and you're going to get on board." No, 
held a gun to his head and said, spell Mississippi. Exactly. Drop an S. John and I talk all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And he's married to my niece. And so when he started coming around the family, and then him and I would just start bullshitting, and then realized, oh, we both like comic books. And then we started about comic books, and then we'd be all the geeky stuff. And he was doing a podcast with my niece, with his wife. Mm -hmm. And then they had stopped. And he's like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, yeah, we could probably do something. We had some other ideas. We we're going to do some stuff. And then we we're like, nah, let's, let's, let's kind of hang out and kind of work on this podcast idea. This sounds more interesting. And then we went and saw Kevin Smith live, right? Mm. And this is in 2016. And my mother had bought me tickets for my birthday to go see him. That was her birthday present. I was like, cool. So I, I took John. Didn't take any girl. <laughs> yeah, because girls have cooties. That's right. And well, John's got bigger tits, so. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. We went and saw him, and at the end, and it was funny. It was good. I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, you know. But he said some things at the end that were kind of affirming. Like he was like, look, whether you have the right equipment, whether you know what you're doing, just start, you know. Mm -hmm. And you'll... You'll be fine. You'll grow into everything if it's meant to be, and you'll love it. If you love it, you'll do it. And I was like, oh, that's that's kind of true. So when we got out, I was like, because he kept trying to get me to like use my phone and use like a headset like this mm -hmm. to record into on my phone, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that because that'll sound like shit. He's got like a microphone because he'd been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I went and got myself a blue Yeti. And then we, and then after seeing Kevin Smith, it was like nine months later, actually, because I wanted to get the right equipment. We just started. And yeah, we, we, we just kind of hit it off right off the bat. And it was kind of funny. We released our first episode and literally two days later, Casey Allen, who, if anybody follows the spoiler verse or spoiler the country knows he's a big part of our show. Like literally like a day after releasing the first episode, got a hold of us and said, dude, I love your guys' show. And every episode after that, he was always messaging us or tweeting at us or whatever and being like, oh, that, da, 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 and then started telling other people about our show. <laughs> and it was just kind of <laughs> weird. Like, oh, and then, yeah, it just kind of kept growing and growing and growing. And now 700 and some odd issues later, we're yeah. still here. That sounds like me and Bob's journey. If we worked at yeah. the same place, ironically started, heard him talking about Star Wars one day. We started talking about Star Wars. Like two yeah. weeks later, we started a podcast. <laughs> when you guys start, when he opened his mouth, started talking Star Wars, and you guys realized you both had this deep, affectionate love of the franchise. Yeah, and that's pretty much how, how yeah. uh, well, back then it was the remote control. That's how the remote control started. That's what the name of your podcast, the remote control? Yeah, and then we had to change it because... um. There was some, there was a podcast that kind of did something similar, but didn't record for like four years and then decided they were going to redo it. So we had to change to uh, Bridging the Geekdoms, which I think John and Bob came up with the name. Ironically. Why, when I said that name is dumb, John freaked out on me. I'm kidding. Yeah, I think, I think John and Bob had the, I think that was their brainchild. And then John proceeded to roast me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's because you were doing Skinny Pete. <laughs> yeah, yo, it's your boy Skinny Penis. <laughs> yeah, he hated that. Oh my god, he hated it. He's like, I yeah. hate that. 
it's too like he literally like every time i opened my mouth he like was like i hate them i was like okay (laughs) i think what it was was when we talked about it he was like it's not it's not the jokes it's it's the repetitiveness of the joke all the time that's Mm -hmm. what his was it's like if he did it like if he made a penis joke like once an episode he goes i'd be fine but every time colton opens his mouth it's a yeah. penis joke <laughs> I, I was just like all right i made a friend <laughs> uh, i'm yeah. just joking about penis you're actually being one <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like hey you know thanks for the like thanks for the listen <laughs> He's got your best interests at heart, though. He really does. He wants to see yeah. you guys. That's why he's like, uh, I think it's a bad idea. But I mean, hey, I'm, I don't, I don't say skinny penis anymore. No, I don't even go by skinny P anymore. I'm just your boy. You're just your boy. Yeah. Skinny- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm your abnormally large and short penis. <laughs> I'm only five inches around. <laughs> <laughs> Damn straight, gang, gang. Now Bob's gonna have fun with that one. <laughs> so anybody that listens to spoiler country now knows that you guys basically do just interviews what led to the interviews yeah so i'm probably not supposed to say anything but i'm going to tell you anyways we're going to cut back a little bit on the interviews because we were never meant to be a interview show mm. right it's been great and it and it's it's helped build a a, a podcast and it's a lot of fun because i get to talk with some amazing people like I've had Thomas Jane on and we just had the writers of Sweet Girl, the new Jason Momoa movie on and Todd McFarlane's been on and Tom King's coming on. And, and so Robert Wolves, I mean, we've had some amazing people on mm. super lucky. Um, we didn't start off that way. We started off as just us having a topic and then going over a topic and, you know, every once in a while having somebody else to talk to about mm. certain we were going for a couple of years. It was going really well. And I never promoted the podcast like personally, like on my Facebook page or anything like that. Because yeah. I always hated seeing like subscribers and followers and getting all excited and finding out, oh, it's my buddy. They're not subscribing because they want to sit there and listen to your podcast. They're subscribing because wonderfully so, they want to support you, you know? Yeah. But it's different when you have a complete stranger that found your podcast, listened to it, liked it enough to either reach out and subscribe or subscribe or whatever. You know what I mean? It's a completely different feeling about it. Yeah. So I, ha- I didn't say anything about it for like two years. And then we were going pretty well and we were getting a lot of cool stuff. And it was coming to our anniversary and our second anniversary, I think it was. And I was like, I'm going to say something because it's really cool. Mm. And so I wrote out a whole thing and, and, and I put it on my Facebook page, just kind of, stroking my own ego how cool i thought having this podcast was and all the things we did and all the different people we talked to and jeff haas reached out and says hey a fan of your podcast already which was cool he had been on because he writes comic books Mm. and he had been on for a kick we were doing this thing called the kickstarter signal boost where people that have kickstarters for independent books and we would Mm. you know try to get their name out there for their kickstarter and he had come on a couple times or once or twice but he said, hey, I, I, I like your guys' podcast. I listen to it, and I'd love to – I have some contacts in the industry. I'd love to try to get some people to talk to. And I was like, okay, cool. 
And then the first person he got us was Eric Larson, the creator of Image. And it was like, oh, that was kind of a big deal. I mean, it was a big deal for him, too. It wasn't like he had him in his back pocket. It was just like, hey, I I just I asked and he said yes. So we're like, cool. And then he just started getting more and more people. And then I got him an IMDb Pro account Mm -hmm. so that he could get publicist names and stuff for certain stars. And then it just kind of blew up. And then now it's like every day where we're having new somebody different every day and if you guys if anybody's out there actually is interested you can go to scpod or spoilerverse.com and you can see the amount of people and the type of people that we have on is is pretty it's pretty astounding selfless plug there selfless plug oh selfish i'm selfless about this man (laughs) (laughs) i say i know bob's trying to go down the same route is he he yeah, wants he, to, wants to, he wants to interview like every other week or two a week, two a month or something like that. That's not cool. We were doing, I mean, we've been doing like every day. We we had so many interviews happening that we brought on. We Casey started doing interviews, and we brought on two more people, Melissa and Renee and Jeff, and so and me and myself were all doing interviews. And it's like we have so many interviews happening. We literally have to have a separate chat room away from everybody else on just scheduling out who's doing what interviews yeah john asked me to start doing them i was like i can if you want me to i I mean yeah Yeah, the only thing is it gets to a point where you're like okay i can't do this every day yeah because none of us is making any money doing this right now do we want to make money doing podcasting love to love to get to the point where we have money coming in and, and we can quit our day jobs and just do this but until that point it's a hobby and it has to be treated yeah. like a hobby and it can't be, it, it just, it's hard to want to treat it like a day-to-day job when you got your day-to-day job you have to do. Yeah. So I feel bad. Cause there's a lot of times I got to go, I can't do it this week. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, you guys can always just do a spinoff show and call it the spoiler verse experience. We are, we're doing a, uh, we're, I think what we're, we're, we're going to try to do is have something with interviews later down the road. I can't say too much cause John will get mad at me. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. Plus, yeah. we said penis like fourteen times. So, <laughs> squab. Yeah, he's he's not gonna be happy. Were you a fan of Two and a Half Men? Uh, no, it's either three or nothing. <laughs> I mean, I liked it before they took Charlie Sheen off of it. Yeah, I mean, just just a. I mean, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. It's not like I was some giant fan of Two and a Half Men, but there's a couple episodes that are pretty classic. And there's one where the kid goes to his grandmother's for dinner mm-hmm. and she makes squab and the whole thing just, but he does that whole classic thing where he wouldn't stop saying the word yeah, and everything like, I mean, literally like the, the bathtub from on the second floor comes through and the water's everywhere and he's all squab. And so now every time we're doing like, you're like, we said penis 14 times. And I'm like, penis, you know, <laughs> and John somewhere is rolling in his chair. <laughs> he's ear. <laughs> Because I know I just heard somebody say something. <laughs> it's like, huh? Huh? Colton, I feel it. It's his penis sense. <laughs> so, so out of everybody you guys have interviewed, who yeah. who is your favorite person? You've oh, interviewed? that's hard to say. There, I think there's two. There's three. Okay, I think my favorite persons are two. There's Robert Wool, and I don't. Do you know who Robert Wool is? Nah. He played Knox on Batman with Michael Keaton. 
Oh. He played Reporter Knox. Mm. And he had a TV show on HBO called Arliss. Mm-hmm. Where he played Super Sport Agent. And it's kind of like Jerry Maguire. But he was a lot of fun. He was he was actually really cool. And then Thomas Jane. You know who Thomas Jane is? No clue. Oh, okay. He's in a bunch of movies. Like a ton of movies. Do you watch Punisher from like 2004? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> He was in Deep Blue, where Samuel Jackson's eaten by the shark. Yeah, it's still low key. Hate sharks, hate water. I don't know how to swim at the age of twenty five because of an irrational fear of sharks. Still love that movie. Oh, that's Thomas Jane. Huh? Yeah. So I he was on. I think my conversation with him was really, really good, mm. and uh, we had a lot of fun, and we just. We had a lot in common, so we were talking. We both love Clint Eastwood, so we talked a lot about Clint Eastwood. And that's a good he, gorilla song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, happening! But he had like a bunch of cool horror comp books, and he showed me some books that he had like hanging on his wall and everything. And uh, he's just kind of like a dude's dude. He yeah. sat there during the interview smoking his uh, pipe, but like tobacco pipe. Oh, badass! <laughs> yeah, it was just hilarious. And then, but I think. One of my favorite interviews I did was John Wesley Shipp. Do you know who he is? No clue. <laughs> I am not cultured at all. <laughs> well, he played the he he's played the Flash of Dad in The Flash on the CW, and he also played the Flash back in the early '90s from the original Flash TV show. Oh, uh, yeah. I, me and Bob watched the. Oh, I can't remember the team up. I can't remember, but he was in it. So, I can't was it a remember. CW thing? Yeah, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it's probably Crisis on Infinite Earth. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, Crisis. Yeah, yeah, he's like running in the in the. I think he's running on the treadmill. Yeah, can't stop. yeah. So we had a conversation with him. He was a really cool guy, and my interview style is I try to find questions that other people aren't so much asking. Right. Mm-hmm. So I do a lot of research before. I have somebody come on. That's why I don't like doing it last minute. I want to know who I'm talking to most of the time. So if they've written stuff, then I'll go through and I'll try to read what they've written or at least a semblance of it. But then I'll also go through YouTube and other podcasts and find their interviews that they've done. And I'll listen to four or five different interviews that they've done. And then, and then try to find cues of questions that were asked that they obviously liked, but that the person questioning them didn't didn't follow up on and that happens a lot you'll notice that where like you see them starting to open up but the person asking the questions just has it in front of them and they just want to get through their set of questions yeah that's why when i that's why why i interview i just walk in raw tell me about yourself we'll learn along the way (laughs) that can be good i've done that it can be really really bad too because i've had some interviews that just go like completely awkward i just kind of like run out of steam (laughs) yeah that's that's why like bob if you listen to bridging the geekdoms i literally sit there and listen like 90 percent of the time i just yeah yeah go ahead i i can listen until for like three days go ahead just keep going i don't care well we had we had john on and he had i found this interview with him from like 12 years ago or maybe eight years ago and he's this guy's talking and he's asked him about his school or something and he talks about he hinted about a time his house got shot at. And I was like, what? And the guy just skipped right over it. Why would you? 
That's interesting. Yeah, he had a set of questions in his hands, and he wasn't he wasn't really listening to what the person was saying. He was just asking questions. And they were all fanboy questions, right? Because he was a massive fan. And so he was already nervous. And then he just wanted to get through his questions. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So, and I don't get nervous with people. I don't, mm -hmm. honestly, I don't care enough to get nervous about who I'm talking to. I just want to know what they're up to and how they are and how they get into their craft and all that. Anyways, mm -hmm. I started asking about this whole thing. What said, so I saw your house got shot at when you were in school in North Carolina, when you're in high school, what happened? And he kind of, he just opened up about this whole thing that his dad was a youth minister and they went to a school in the sixties that was starting to be integrated, but there were still a lot of people back not fighting against the integration. Yeah. And he had friends that were black and his sister had friends that were black and back and forth. Right. And it wasn't a big deal. And he decided to have a party and party started they're like they had planned it out they invited people the principal found out that he was having a party and it was going to be integrated and told him not to have the, the party and then mm -hmm. the local church came to his dad and said look if you have this if you let your kid have this party we're gonna you're gonna get fired and his dad was like well i gotta do the right thing for my kids and show them how it is to be the right kind of person and decided to have the party anyways and during the party they were all in in the living room and then for some reason they all decided to go to the kitchen and when they went to the kitchen, somebody totally shot up their living room on a drive. That's crazy. Yeah. And then his next day, his dad got fired from from his job as a as a minister. That's and, I mean, and that's crazy to think that that was only seventy years ago. That was a lifetime ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was nineteen seventy, and so it was like it's kind of crazy. And then he went back a couple of years ago and to the same town, and and the town officially apologized for what happened, gave him and his dad like the key to the city, and. And then they they were able to do this big speech and kind of heal some of these wounds, I guess. But uh, kiss a little bit of ass. Yeah, yeah, kiss <laughs> a little bit of ass. But we had this whole conversation about it, and it really just started from that whole thing. He was choking up while he was giving the story because he talked about a bunch of other stuff. And then his publicist called us the next day and said that was the best interview we have ever heard John do. And he said him and his wife cried during the interview. And it all just comes from doing a little bit of research. And being lucky enough, but I think that was my best interview I ever gave. That's kind of cool. I see. I don't really, I, I'm either really good. Like today I knew I was interviewing you, so I get more sociable when I'm drunk. So I'm, I'm pretty lit, but you know, <laughs> I'm at the tail end. I, I just finished work. If I knew that I would have got a couple beers, <laughs> but yeah, like if sober me, I, I don't talk at all. I'm, I'm so introverted. But drunk me, I I could talk till the cows come home. Oh, dude, I'm I'm a chatterbox. I I think that's why I just kind of took over when we started doing the podcast because I talk so much and I and it's rare that I don't have anything to say. You yeah, know? that's how Bob is, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I can throw an opinion here and there. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, I tell John all the time, you're my you're my Andy to my Conan. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know if he appreciates or if it bugs the shit out of him. <laughs> I'm just like, Bob keeps going. I'm like, all right, man. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try, man. I'll just, I'll just butt my way in when I, when I want to say something, but it's all good. When I need to say something. Yeah. I'm just like, Hey, Hey, hey uh, uh, or I'll be like, Hey, the circle back. I know you were off on a tangent, but I want to, I want to go back to like the five second thing we were talking about a little bit ago. Is there anything you want to promote? 
outside of spoiler country and spoiler verse any secrets that you're that you're working on no not not right now really spoilerverse.com i mean there's a ton of shows there hopefully people can go there and enjoy what what we got to offer it's a labor of love i think everybody all the stuff that you see there is a labor of love everybody's doing it because they want to do it and they want to be there uh because no one's getting paid nothing. <laughs> yeah, literally. No one, everything's free. Oh, dude, it's costing John and I. We pay for all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cheap. <laughs> Please go. <laughs> did, did, did you think Spoiler Country slash Spoilerverse would ever be as big as it is? No, no, dude. I thought Spoiler Country would go like once a week, once a month thing. It would just be John and I being dorks and talking about dumb shit and then just releasing it. And if we get 25 people listening to it, we'd be excited. And we were actually, we were very ecstatic the first time an episode, I don't even remember which one it was now, made it to 25 listens. And when we had an episode made to a hundred listens, we thought we were just. Like, you were like, oh, I'm quitting God. my job going to Hollywood. Exactly. You know, <laughs> but as it's kind of grown, it's just been, I guess it wasn't a shock that we started getting some, some good numbers downloads and stuff on the podcast the shock came when all when everybody came together to write articles and to manage press releases and to be a part of the website at the time was just the spoilercountry.com website it was scpod.net that's all it was was our website for our thing and then we had one of our guys that used to help us all the time eli wherever you are eli thinking about you buddy he coined the term spoilerverse and we were like oh this is cool and because because bridging the geekdom came on and shooting the sith and misery point radio and spoiler country and it just kept growing and narrative gunslingers and it just, nerds from the crypt all these podcasts started coming to us and saying hey we like what you guys are doing most of the people that are on our website came to us and asked hey do you guys have room for us? It wasn't like we were, we've never recruited anybody. It just yeah. kind of came together. And it's, I think that's the thing that, that every time I sit and think about what I have going on, that's the one that always gets me. Cause it's like, I can't believe people are taking their personal time to help me with this and not wanting anything in return, but to be a part of it. It's humbling in a lot of ways. It really is because you're just like, I don't even know what to say. Except thank you. And I think I've, I said every time I talk, when we have our little uh, spoiler verse staff meeting. Yeah, the, the HR calls because we all harass each other during them. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I spend like 10, 15 minutes thanking everybody because I don't know what else to do because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's overwhelming at times because you're just like, I can't believe all these people are helping me do this. You get on a call with like 15 other people across, actually across the country too, because me and Bob are on the other side from you. Oh, dude, we have people from all over. Yeah. From the, in the South, on the East coast, from Pittsburgh to New York, to San Diego, to San Francisco, to Seattle, to to Texas, to Alabama. It's like all over. And it's just like, it's overwhelming in in a lot of ways. So it's hard to, I think that's, I think that's the thing to be the most proud of is that even if nothing ever comes of this. The fact that we're all working towards the same thing is really cool. Yeah. That's where the Cthulhu symbol comes from. You're a yeah. cult that we all just mysteriously joined. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been using that Cthulhu symbol since the beginning of Spoilerverse. 
mm. or smaller country. That was our thing because I was a huge HP Lovecraft fan. I love the Cthulhu mythos. And so John just incorporated it. And it just kind of made sense because his tentacles came out and took everything. D did you watch Underwater that came out? I think it was last year. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, with, with it? it was dope. I mean, Kristen Stewart's Kristen Stewart. That's, you know. All right. I think she's better than people give her credit for. It's not. I, like it's I do too, but you could have, I could have played that role and it probably would have been yeah, better. Anybody could have done that. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. like, I wasn't expecting Cthulhu or Cthulhu-esque being, being there. Yeah. I didn't even know that movie was existed. A couple times a year, I, I Google Cthulhu movies just to see what's mm. up, and that popped up. That's, like, uh, I, I'll never forget me and my girlfriend. She did this to me once. Never again has she ever surprised me with a film. We were visiting her family because I live in West Virginia. She's, you know, from southern West Virginia. So she's like, oh, there's this nice, like, old-fashioned theater. Let's go to it. And she took me to see Hereditary. <laughs> no no prior knowledge to this film at all. Didn't even know it existed. I walked in there. I was like, all right, cool, horror film, whatever. Walked out. I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? You know what movie did that to me was the uh, Nicole Kidman's The Others. Yeah. <laughs> the end of that movie, I was at my brother's house, and we didn't know. We were just like, oh, it's a thriller. So we put it in, we're watching it. It's like, this is kind of interesting. And then the end happened. They're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, totally like, I was not expecting that at all. Because she was like, so how'd you feel about it? And I was like, what? I got to watch this thing like two more times. Because what the fuck just happened? And now it's one of, my, one of my favorite horror films. Really? Yeah. I, I, that's that's one that I've I've dissected and watched like 15 times. I think Ari Aster's a phenomenal filmmaker, but that's neither watch, here nor there. I should watch it? Yeah, do that, and then watch Midsommar, and then watch how the two... Midsommar. The two are basically the same film about paganism. I mean, Midsommar's a breakup film, when you boil it down. And yeah. Midsommar's a, a film about grief. So they're kind of like grief films. But Hereditary is the dark version of Midsommar, in the vision of paganism. Casey did not like Hereditary. Oh, I, I, I know, because we argued about it. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, he yeah. was like, like something about the kid's head falling off or something. And he was like, and I was like, you're just making me want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, but what you don't know is as the film film goes out, you realize that she is the main villain. But the main villain doesn't understand that, that he's in the wrong body. I don't want to oh, spoil it. I'm kind of like tiptoeing around the ending, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. I'll check it out. Then we can talk about it. Oh, I talk about it and... I've analyzed that in Midsommar. I think I love Ari Aster films, even though those are like the only two he has. But you know, right. whichever. So, so we're gonna we're gonna hit you with some with with some questions here because Bob right. has these these five quick questions. All right. Okay. Um, Star Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. DC or Marvel? Marvel. Did Kirk or Picard? Picard, but I think I still like original Star Trek better just because. Um, I don't know. It's just, they kicked more ass. <laughs> Subway or Quiznos? Oh, Subway. Damn straight. Quiznos sucks. I don't like toasted. I don't want my bread toasted. What? No, I don't want toasted. How, ma how many people have the you killed? Thing, the only thing that should be toasted is grilled cheese. I don't want my freaking cold cut combo toasted. I don't uh, want my Italian sandwich toasted. No. Let me, let me guess. You're gonna, you, you don't get Italian urban cheese either. I do get Italian urban cheese. Okay, so you don't eat the people you kill. You just store them in your basement. Yeah, I kill them, and then I dig a ditch, but I don't cover the ditch. That's, that, you know, that's... 
it, it's economic. You know, you got you don't want to bury them. You know, you got more bodies to put there. Subway only toasts their sandwiches because of Quiznos. Quiznos sucks. I've only had it once and never again. Yeah, I just I do love the Quiznos commercial though. I, I don't, and I will keep my bush. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen? Yeah. That <laughs> okay, and then last one here. One yeah. thing no one knows about you that you think is cool and or strange. One thing no one knows about me that I think is cool and or strange. I, I feel like he wants some kind of like earth shattering, like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Blow your mind. But Kendrick's really, a scrawl. You heard it here first. Down to, I can dislocate my thumb on command. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And I can do it on both. And when I, when I, when I was a kid, I, I busted this thumb playing soccer. Mm -hmm. And I got to the doctors and he's like, he's like, does it hurt if I do this? And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, that hurts. I said, I can't even dislocate my thumb like usual. And the doctor almost passed out. He was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, like, what kind of wizardry? Yeah. And the weird thing is I have weird things with my thumbs. I just realized this. So there's that. And then when I was five, I totally smashed my thumb in the windowsill. My cousins were over mm. and we were like. Me and my brother were joking around and we're like going around and shutting all the windows. I don't even remember what we were doing, but I shut the window. My brother opened the window and my thumb was in the, in the windowsill and just went and my thumb went and just the pain from the blood just rushing and couldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And My parents had come home. Like it felt like two seconds after it happened, they were gone. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they were there and they had to rush me to the hospital. It was so big. And my dad was in the Navy, so we went to the Naval Hospital. And I'll never forget this whole thing. We got to the hospital. The doctor looked at my thumb and then talked to my mom. And it was all like, womp, womp, womp. Because all I, all, it was like this pain was like, womp, womp. Yeah. That's what was in my head. I couldn't hear anything, anything going on because all I had was this pain from the thumb. I mean, if they would have let it go, my thumb probably would have had to come off at some point. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was bad. So he's talking to my mom. He writes a note and he gives it to her. And then she's like, they're pointing. He's pointing and she's like pointing and he's, he's giving her directions. And we walked to the other side of the Navy hospital in Bremerton, Washington. And on the other side was the dental place where people would go to get their, their dental work done. Mm. And the, he, the doctor called down there and she gives the note to the lady in the desk and the, she reads it. She looks at my mom and she reads it again because I just, it, it's all like it's so vivid in my head, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then she reads the note and she looks at my mom, she reads it again, and then she calls a number and it's just like, and, and all of a sudden, this guy comes walking out and he reads the note and he looks at my mom and he goes, Really? And she's like, That's what the doctor said. And he calls the doctor and he's like, And they're having a discussion back and forth and how to do something. He's like, All right. And he brings me into the back and we get into the back near the dental chair and he sits me down on the bench and he's talking to me. I can't even hear what he's saying. And my mom's like, I got to go. And she just leaves the room she just <laughs> leaves. and he takes the drill that they drill out your, your cavities with <laughs> and he takes my thumb and he goes Zip, and he just zips right into my, into my, uh, the middle of my thumbnail, mm -hmm. like, like right there. Dink. And he just, 
nicks it, and as he nicks it, he hits the skin, and blood just bursts, and he just goes all the way up and hits oh. the seat. And the the pressure goes just was gone, instantly gone, and it felt like like it felt it didn't hurt at all because once I couldn't see anything on the thing, I, all I felt was pain was was a was a was a constant drum of pain. And so when they did that, I didn't feel nothing. It just it was just relief. It was like you gotta take that like you're watching that movie, but you gotta take that piss, but you refuse to leave because this this place this is badass. Yeah, and then when you get up. The movie ends and you get up and you run to the bathroom and you got to pee so bad. And then when you finally let it go, it's just like, ugh, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of like what it was like, but 30 fold. And <laughs> yeah. And I had a bruise. My The discoloration of my thumb lasted for seven years. I was oh my 12 God. when the discoloration of it being blood underneath and purple and black was gone. Mm. And it happened That's when I was like, yeah. That was That's the weirdest happened in my life i think that was cool i think a lot of people knew because they you know me because they grew up with me but most people in my adult life don't know <laughs> that's pretty fucking dope yeah it's crazy it's i crazy. mean it could have been like yeah I, was, I beat this dude up and he tried to like jump through my window and he smashed my finger but then i killed him and ate his face or something yeah when he broke the window the gas can for the lawnmower was sitting outside and i reached down and grabbed it and i doused him in it and said i don't yeah, and then and then I burnt my thumb, and that's how it turned black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy though. It was it was pretty nutty. That's that's hella interesting. I'm not even gonna lie. I wish I had something cool like that happen to me. I just like yeah. fell on my. I had the bright idea of driving a power wheel off a three foot fucking wall on the concrete and broke my face. No way! How old were you? Oh, I couldn't even tell you. I was like four or five. Like everybody's freaking like, out, and I'm like, "What was was it at home or?" It wasn't like, well, she's not my aunt; she's my dad's aunt, so I guess that'd be what my great aunt or something like that. Like I had a huge like my nose is all busted open from like here to here, blood just gushing everywhere. I'm just sitting here like, "Why are everybody freaking out? I'm not even in pain. I won't do it again." Right. <laughs> like, yeah, that was fun. I don't know what happened. I still don't, like, I just remember doing it and everybody freaking out. I don't even remember, like, going to the hospital or anything. What kind of power wheels was it? Do you remember that? It was like a red Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And from that moment on, I knew I wanted to be in Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out if they're doing a fifth one, and I will be in it. Promise you. You're not going to drink horse semen, are you? No, but you could tase me as many times as you want, or like let me get hit by a bull. Threw up. Was that Jackass Two? Yeah, I almost I threw up when you did that. I was. I can't watch the one where where uh, Stevo puts the hook through his mouth and swims with the sharks. That's the only one I can't watch. What is that? Is that Jackass Three or Four? I think I think it was. No, it's two. I think it's Jackass Two. I don't remember. I, I've only seen one and two. I mean, my favorite one is him running the car. And then putting it through the derby and then bringing it back. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, and them just freaking out. And it was just, it was class. It was great. That was or, or Ryan Dunn putting the car up his ass. He just yeah. goes to the doctor, like, I was at yeah. my friend's house at a party and I woke up and my butt hurt. <laughs> that was a classic one. Too. It was funny when they did the Britney Spears thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was really her. Really? I I figured they would have bought someone or did someone else. Oh, I thought it was really her that did it. I I don't know. 
I, I thought it was awesome. That it was good back in the day when they like you know all all the MTV reruns that you thought there was like five seasons of the show, but there's only like twelve episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, there's only twelve episodes and like four movies. That's it. Oh, that's funny. I think my favorite thing though is the big hand when they come around the corner and that big hand, <laughs> yeah, bam, and, and is it what do they call him? We yeah, we man, we man. Oh my god, he he just goes back like eighty feet. That's like the uh, the love letter on the wall, and it's like a giant boxing glove that punches out behind it. And they get Wee Man on a chair, and he's reading it, and the it's the prince like this big at the top, and then like starts shrinking, so they get closer. Wee Man gets like flung off the chair. <laughs> oh, see right here, right here, Bob, you got to cut and show that. So anyway, thank you, Kenrick, for being on Bridging the Geekums. It's been a it's been a journey. I learned a lot about you today, and and I feel like you've learned a little bit about me. Yeah. Now we're now we're blood brothers. So anyway, if you liked what you watched, like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe to Bridging the Geekums on YouTube, iTunes, Twitter, all the fun stuff. Listen to the show. Go to Spoiler Country or Spoilerverse.com and listen to Spoiler Country and Misery Point Radio and Polygon Warriors and all the other fun things on Spoiler Country or Spoilerverse.com. <laughs> Perfect. There it is, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode with Colton Kenrick here. Uh, make sure you get you know, your podcast apps or whatever it is and find Spoiler Country. They're gonna be doing some amazing things over there. Head to spoilerverse.com as well to see so much more from Kenrick and everybody involved at the Spoilerverse because we are all working so very hard in making a site that is uh, all inclusive of all the different types of podcasts that you could possibly think of. So definitely head over to spoilerverse.com. Now, with all that guys, I, I tell you all the time, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, find us on the TikToks, find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, all that jazz. So make sure you do that because, because our channel's growing, our podcast is growing, and I want you all a part of it. I want you to say, hey, I was there in the beginning because it's a badge of honor, I would say. I don't know, maybe not, but to me it was. I, I, I've loved, you know, I've been listening to podcasts for about 10 years now, and I love Whenever I'm listening to a show that hits like 200 epi episodes, 250 episodes, 300 episodes, and I can sit there and say, I was there from the beginning. And it's cool to, whenever they have their uh, in retrospect type of episodes where they talk about where they came from. But with all that said, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. And please, like I said, hit that like button, hit subscribe, share this around to your friends and family. Uh, maybe they'll enjoy it as well. But with all that said, I will talk to all of you later.